You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. All right, we're back, Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. I'm going to try a new one every week until we figure out what all yeah, what 50 was, fans what was are. The other one? Uh, it was horror horror. homies and you you shut that shit down immediately (laughs) yeah but spooky squad is a little cuter i don't know like it just made me think of scooby-doo's the scooby gang Mm -hmm. so so far that's it's a it's beating horror homies but just barely yeah scooby-doo gang 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 (laughs) never mind i changed my opinion he hates me this might be our last episode guys yeah, you can't see it, but she's dancing to try and amp up the game, uh, the name, and it's not helping. I don't know. It's helping me. It's helping my mood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were gone for a bit, guys, for I think very obvious reasons. I think we needed some some time to decompress, to to reflect, as a yeah. as the white influencers are saying, listening and learning, <laughs> 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 which I feel like is twenty twenty's thoughts and prayers. At this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they were listening and learning. We were shouting and crying. Yeah, it was like, oh, weird. I guess you can learn a lot yeah, from I my noticed, tears. I noticed we had different reactions to what's been going on. <laughs> it was right. it was arguably uh, living in the worst horror movie. <laughs> oh my god! I wish. Oh uh, fuck! I meant to look this up before we started recording. There is um, a documentary called Horror Noir. I don't know if you've seen it before. No. Horror Noir, and it's about the history of black people in uh, in American horror films. And there is like a film, like a black film historian in it. And I wish I could remember the quote, but she was like, to be black in America is to be living in a horror film, basically. (laughs) Or it's like shit, something like that. And I was like, when I tell you the hairs on my neck stood up because I was scared scared because it was a horror themed documentary but also the reality of <laughs> the horror i was like oh god but no what you what you said just now just made me think about it i feel like i'll have to watch that at some point i i definitely think it needs to be something we talk about on this podcast because it's wonderful um i think it's on shutter if you have shutter um you should be able to find it there that's why i watched it i do not we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and I wasn't really talking to you. I was talking to your mom. If she she wants. also doesn't have Shutter, I'll speak on her behalf. You don't know what she got. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I haven't haven't talked to her in a while. Like keep out of grown folks' business. Like you don't know what that woman's got. She got Shutter. <laughs> she's got all all the channels. You just don't she's have just been, a, you just don't have holding... the password. But she's got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's been holding out. <laughs> I'm still just sitting here with the like non ad free Hulu trial. Waiting for her to just bequeath her Hulu password to me in her will. Oh, wait. Does anyone actually have, like, the premium level Hulu? Like, no ads? Yes. Well, like, Jeff Bezos? No, I meant, like, me. That's what I... Because <laughs> it was like, I feel like just only billionaires have it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have something, no one else does. <laughs> Yeah, that's I've, that's one thing I've learned throughout what's been going on in the world, that if I haven't seen or experienced it, oh. it must not be happening to anybody. <laughs> no, it's like, um, I don't have Hulu Premium, so I'm pretty sure it's a myth. Yeah. I mean, have you heard of Hulu uh, on Hulu Crime? I, 
All subscriptions matter. All streaming services matter. Absolutely. Yes. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take it this direction, but I think it was inevitable and it was going to happen. Guys, this is being recorded on June 12th, so we're still in it. (laughs) And it was the difference between like, like recording or just not ever recording again. Just jumping back, jumping back on that horse, I yeah, guess. I think we're on. We're in the middle of revolution. Queer. You know what's weird about revolutions? Do people realize it when they're in it, or is it more of a thing that like happens later? Like, oh, that was that was the American Revolution, guys. Or were you like in it and like, guys, it's a revolution. I think a few people like there are a select for every like fifty people in a revolution one person's aware of it and then they're just written off as just crazier it's like oh you're just this visionary and it's never gonna happen but it's and then they look back and then that person's labeled a historian you know like crazy mm-hmm. this person they analyzed the trends they analyzed history <laughs> tried <laughs> to use it to learn yeah they were just ignored because Okay, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm happy we chose. This is the movie we're gonna do, though, because it's so stupid. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so yeah. Dumb. Okay, I, I, was, I was waiting the, for the your best, reaction. I think it's the best movie to to talk about after what's been going on, just because it's one just so not related to real life, and also it's so like batshit crazy that. I think it's a nice distraction. And I think I think that's a part of, you know, you know, preserving our mental health is being able to step away and enjoy content. That's just dumb as hell. But no, this movie's dumb. It is. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm stoked to get into it. <laughs> it's dumb as fuck, but I love it. I <laughs> I was rolling today. I was watching it earlier. Had a great time. I was quoting it. I had a wonderful time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but um we when we chose this at the time it was like the beginning of summer it is the beginning of summer so we figured why not kick off the summer right with a camp movie but not one of the good ones one of the bad ones it's sleepful yeah camp. heaven forbid no no you have to we can't blow our load and already do friday the 13th like it's we're t- it's too early for that <laughs> yeah heaven forbid no load blowings here nope now, Sleepaway Camp, 1983, directed by Robert Hiltzik. Hiltzik. Um, I have terrible eyesight, and also I have a hard time with white people names. I know they're just so they're just so hard to pronounce. They're just really they don't exotic. Have, like I don't know when I see are. when I see a name with like a C and a Z next to each other, it's like I don't know. I don't know how to say Ooh, it. Sometimes followed by that Y. Ah, I'm Pretty. like what. <laughs> Ah, God, why could your name just be Jefferson or Jenkins? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a name to pull out of a hat. <laughs> I Oh, yeah. Oh, is he canceled? Canceled. Always been canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. It's the first movie of the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Tells a story of a young girl sent to a summer camp that becomes the site of a series of murders shortly after her arrival. Um, it stars Felissa Rose, Catherine Kami, Paul D'Angelo, and Mike Kellen in his last screen appearance. I remember I was just 
looking it up, doing extensive research on Wikipedia, and it um, was cited as being created in the heyday of the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. And for its time, like everyone knows, like, oh, the crazy twist, and that's what it's known for. But it it got a lot of accolades in its time, mm-hmm. which viewing it now I think is funny because even trying to think about it in the day, I'm like, this is still kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's fine. Do you know what, like, the accolades, like, what, what, or I guess in, ter- in reference to the accolades, like, what were they celebrating about this movie? Well, let me put my foot in my, my mouth and say specific things that I can't back up. Uh, <laughs> and it, it just seemed like this like storytelling itself and how it again a lot of like the cinematography of it wasn't stupid you know Mm -hmm. it's just it seemed like the story got a lot of praise and i think the concept of the story deserves praise but the execution of said concept i'm like "Eh, it's okay yeah no i think i i could see i could see that i could see where if i were you know what year is it Okay, it's 1983. Um, I'm probably really into coke. I decide, okay, I'm gonna go see this like spooky oogie movie, and it's sleepaway camp. I could see, I could see where I could, where one would watch this and enjoy the story and maybe some of like the technical details. Like I would say, I will say that the um, the practical effects were actually pretty decent. I don't think they were for 83 and for like it's a pretty low budget movie, too. The budget was $350,000. I would say they did a pretty good job with That's the a two special effects. bedroom two bath condo now. So <laughs> they they made the that movie the two bed two bath condo of 80s slasher films is what this will be forever known as. They need to put that on like any other future printings of like DVDs of this movie. They need to, it's like the tagline. Right, because like it's like a two bed two bath you're like that's not bad i would like more space but like that's not bad like this is fine it's it's fine it's fine uh but yeah it's a cult classic um known mostly because of the crazy twist ending um does it you know it's 2020 right now it's pride month and that's the only like I mean, this movie is problematic in a lot of ways, and we'll get into it. But there's like, I think they try too hard just to be shocking by doing the whole like, A, gay dad, B, this is actually just a boy. And I'm like, she could have just, why couldn't it have just been Angela who survived the initial crash and then just went crazy? Like, I don't, did she need to, like, did she need to actually be peter and why like why did that happen <laughs> you know yeah i it's a, it's a very weird like i mean i think also it's 83 so we're not really like progressive when it comes to, like gender and like you know same-sex relationships so it's just like a weird undercurrent of oh yeah this kid is fucked up not just because they witnessed their family die but because of, like you know his dad was gay and that <laughs> And that'll do it for you, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because I was trying to think about it. I guess I was more of like, okay, this is an 80s movie. But I was trying to think, I was because I knew the twist and I had seen it prior, but I forgot most of it except for like random scenes and then the end. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then I, as I was watching it, I'm like, is this really homophobic or transphobic? And mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, I think it's, you could make the case that it was, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, like, it's not a clear example of you watching, and you're like, ooh, that was right. this. But again, yeah. I'm not in that world, so oh, I, I, I definitely don't I'm think not as sensitive to it. I definitely don't so. think it was transphobic because she's not trans. Like, this is a case of a kid that, like, her, her fucked up yeah. aunt just chose to raise a girl, but, like, by different, there's not necessarily a trans person. It's just a very strange. I don't even know. I want to touch that, but I think there's like that weird undercurrent of homophobia of like, oh, like dad was gay, and that I feel like they imply like that's part of the reason why she's a murderer. <laughs> like, ah, ah, interesting. Well, and so that's, that was my takeaway. But you know what? Let's let's just jump into it. I like just from from the beginning. I like the intro of just this abandoned camp with like oh spooky music <laughs> and then <laughs> the same spooky music the, they keep the, playing over and over throughout the movie. right and it's just, and then just the sounds of kids playing but obviously no kids and i'm like oh wow did some shit go down that we're gonna see <laughs> is this the sleepaway camp is this where it happens <laughs> yeah you know but um I loved, I did love at the very beginning though, with the opening of the kids on the boat with their dad, and the kids just have this fucking accent. And I'm like, where are you people? Right. So, do we know, where was this? This is definitely Northeast as fuck. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so it was filmed in Argyle, New York, near Summit Lake. So okay. that's a, very clear like can we come back here next summer like it's yeah like- <laughs> i'm like i'm like I'm like these kids need to shut the fuck up because i can't stand it <laughs> andrew you were like these midwestern ears just can't <laughs> yeah i'm like i was like the the child acting fine but <laughs> oh whatever and then i did like <laughs> because you know the impetus of what sets all of this off is where you see uh, the girl being like, hey, let me drive the boat. And then the lifeguard's like, well, I should be guarding lives, but <laughs> I don't see how me being an idiot can possibly change our lives events. And I was like, leave it to the blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy to fuck it up. Oh, Worst absolutely. Worst lifeguard ever. Worst lifeguard. And then I... Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. And then, you know, the... They, of course, the boating accident happens because the lifeguard was fucking up lives instead of guarding them. Wait, and you then, have you to know- also not forget that the the accident happens because the girl who is asked to drive decides to drive with her head turned all the way around. So she's not even looking. That's true. That's <laughs> Neither true. of them are looking ahead. They're both looking behind. And they're driving a fucking speedboat. that's and you know it's like a straight shot it wasn't like there was a rock that they're trying to turn around and then they happened to be on the family was there on that boat it was a clear fucking lake no obstruction and then it took them both until they were about to hit them to go oh shit turn the boat and is it am i mistaken when they decide when they decide like we're gonna turn the boat did they just go faster it seemed like he just like i don't know how boats work but i feel like he just like you know, fucking push that pedal down and just went right into that family. And also, it. I wonder what injury, 
was it just the impact of the boat that killed like the dad and the you know peter the cousin uh-huh. the boy cousin yeah because because you know like you see all this blood and it's like oh they got run over by a boat they got fucked over by the propeller but then you see like their bodies floating and they're just fine they're just <laughs> they're just face down in the water and i'm like well how'd they die yeah like, like the dad were... the dad was like face down i think his back looked like it was bruised a little bit but it wasn't fucked up by a propeller no Definitely wasn't. But then there was like a floating life vest that was like bloody and stuff. I can I just take note though. So when they're driving that uh, speedboat, a girl is is that water skiing? I was seeing. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I did not grow skiing. up outdoors. So I'm like, is that water skiing? I was like, what is she doing? Well, yeah, well, you know, in Wisconsin, just living on the land. <laughs> well, I also never went camping. I or I went or went to camp. So there's a lot of things that like. There are a lot. I think there's a gap in my knowledge in terms of outdoor activities. When I see it, I'm like, "Is that jet skiing or is that water skiing?" I don't. Rem- I can't remember which one is which. Jet skiing is when you're on the snowmobile of the lake. Oh, I'm like the opposite of Jodie Foster's Nell. Live my whole life but- inside around people that I don't know what's happening outside. But um, but yeah, the girl is water skiing. And when I tell you that actress gave the performance of her life, she, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, they were, when they were casting, they're like, we need a girl that can scream for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> she gave it her all for this fucking movie. <laughs> and I actually had to rewind it a few times because like, she's really like, she's, she's, she's in it. Like she's she, full method. Like she went into a dark place. Like she. <laughs> Well, they didn't tell her that they were going to like run into this boat, and they did. They actually ran into that boat, you know. Yeah. So she was she was shocked. I'm actually kidding. She thought she was actually seeing this family get murdered, and she just was screaming. They didn't even tell her it was a movie. They're like, "You want to go water skiing?" (laughs) They're like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." (laughs) But I love that that you know it's it's a nice simple setup. You're like, "All right, family dies, except for." the daughter question mark and then it cuts to them getting ready to leave and then i love that the aunt is just fucking weird as shit so you're (laughs) that's what i wrote i wrote wow this aunt is fucking crazy foreshadowing (laughs) she is crazy in such a way that when i first saw this movie i it she was too crazy it was like it wasn't yeah. it didn't allow for a sense of like, oh, something's up. It was just was like, wait, who like what? <laughs> like, does the DSM four or five or whatever the fuck have this disorder in there? I don't think they do, because this is a different <laughs> level of like what's going on. It is. And I just also love and it, you know, it plays well to the cause the kids, they're like hitting upper middle school age, so they're still like vaguely aware of the world but will never you know they're not to the point of being aware of the world Mm -hmm. so the mom's like well here are your physical forms and remember don't tell them that i gave them to you and they're just like yep my mom's a doctor why would i question this (laughs) and then they get on the bus to go to camp and i remember being very off put by i wrote the kids running off the bus for camp reminds me of how fucking awful children are which i believe is the moral of the movie it's just Wait, Kids why? You mean like when they jumped off the the bus? Oh, they're at all camp? just screaming and being crappy. And yeah, isn't I that also... like isn't again? I didn't go to camp. Weren't kids excited to go? Did you go to camp? 
Yeah, I did. I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> Didn't you? Did you not jump off the bus screaming, excited that you were at camp? Um, I don't remember jumping nor screaming. I mean, I was with <laughs> friends and that was exciting, but I don't, I don't remember being part of a horde of children storming the gates of Boy Scout camp. <laughs> Listen, I the closest I got to camp was watching uh that show on Disney Channel, Bug Juice. Do you remember oh that God, show? You've, you've lived quite a life. Yeah, that was the closest I ever got. You haven't. I haven't. And those kids looked so excited for camp. That's my one reference point for camp. So I assumed everyone who, when they arrived at camp, did that. You know? Nope. Wow. Maybe kids that were like happy. I was a happy (laughs) kid. I just never cared enough about anything to show emotion. Also, what are. It's kind of like how I am now. Do summer camps typically have an age range? Because they get off that bus, and the first kid that jumps off is like five. <laughs> He's very small. Yeah. And there's yeah, like a 16 year old girl. And I'm like, what kind of camp is this? Like, it's all ages. Right. I also love, <laughs> um, I, I like the the creepy camp staff that are just standing there, like, oh, look at all these little ones. And you're like, that's that he says, not good. I call them baldies. Oh yeah, yeah, that was not not cool. But I wrote I was thankful that the lead creep was white. Yes. And not like the lovely kind old black kitchen worker. Can he I just he was like, calm down. Can I give you a fun fact? Um, I would be insulted if you didn't. That kindly old kitchen worker, the black one, is Robert Earl Jones. Who is Damn. Also, James Earl Jones's father. Man, that's that's <laughs> I know he was giving off some wise Mufasa vibes. <laughs> I know I've heard that voice somewhere. He sounds like I mean they sound very similar, but yeah, that is fucking Robert Earl Jones was in Sleepaway Camp, and I'm like, where was James? Like, did he know his dad was doing this? Like, why didn't you stop him? Like, at this point, <laughs> he's been Darth Vader before. He's he's a fucking star. Did you not talk to your dad and be like, "Hey, Dad, can you not be in this movie?" Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to. I can, I can only uphold the family name so much. No, it's. I, I imagine he just is like embarrassed by his dad. It's like you're fucking embarrassing me, Dad. Like, <laughs> that's keep flushing out this backstory. Yeah, that's what I do. But yeah, no, the fucking kitchen worker is like an open pedophile. And everyone's just like, oh, 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 they don't know what you're talking about, Jimmy. Like, like he's talking right. about having sex with the children. Like, what? I know. It's just, it, it, it kind of, not that. I was just thinking about, like, the progression of this story. But I just love how, so, like, open pedophile chef and then the camp kids that are all assholes, like the shitty ones that are the antagonists. Mm-hmm to uh richie and angela mm-hmm. and i just it you know it was like uh it's kind of like in carrie just they're so catty and like <laughs> fuck you and you're a piece of shit <laughs> you don't talk you fucking idiot okay yeah and you're just like man in this movie like yeah angela doesn't talk like really she does talk later but initially she just yeah. doesn't she's very shy does not want to talk and i was thinking the same thing because it's like what is it about this girl that makes people so angry? Because not just like, oh, she's just shy. They get fucking pissed. Like, especially uh, Meg and Judy, who I know her yeah. name is Judy because she wears a t-shirt that says Judy. But like, 
they're I don't know, like Angela's silence just drives them crazy. At one point, Meg like shakes the shit out of her. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. I was. I was just like, I also do kind of, and we'll obviously get into this. I do like the overarching thing of throughout the movie, like Angela's, you know, just like mysterious and quiet, and it's like, okay, you're the killer, <laughs> like. We, you don't even need to know the movie. It's like you were just set up to be the weird one. And then, you know, so I do kind of like that, that they kind of, they don't really care to hide that this may or may not happen. We don't know yet. We'll find out. Yeah. But, but then, yeah, she's just quiet and just these little weird things where, you know, like, so she had to get into the kitchen, right? Yes. For this plot point to happen. And it's yeah. like. They go, well, you know, Angela hasn't eaten or said anything for three days. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no. Is she just fasting and just drinking water? She was, I'm like, that was. And, but, you know, they said all that, but she, and the, she was still tormented. But yet she was surrounded by the other girls while she was eating lunch or not eating. You think if she was that weird, she would just be sitting in a corner, but. It was weird. They accepted her in just to berate her while she didn't eat. Oh, basically. Yeah. No, they like, keep okay. they keep around just to make her the punching bag. Um, and you say, okay, so she she goes to the kitchen because she needs something to eat. Like, oh, like, go, go find something you like. Can we talk about that one camp counselor and his shorts, though? <laughs> I did write that. I'm like, man, we got to bring those short shorts that back. That fucking moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is at eye level of the children because he's standing and they're all sitting eating their lunch. <laughs> Dude, oh yeah, it it was. I gotta say, one of the the best parts in the movie were the short shorts. Early eighties northeastern <laughs> American summers, just like itty bitty little shorts and big muscles because all the all like the camp counselors had like gigantic muscles. They're all like bodybuilders or some shit. And you know they weren't the best camp counselors. But contrary to what, like, a lot of these movies, they weren't pieces of shit. Like, That's true. He was always nice. He's like, Angela, are you okay? Like, do you need to, do you want to sit out? They were all super chill. It was solely these kids and then rapist cook guy. Yeah, and Meg, I, and again, Meg, the one counselor who was, like, a bitch. You're right, though, because that's a common trope in, like, uh, I think slasher movies that take place in this time period at a camp usually it's like oh the counselors are just like these sex craze like assholes who are not attentive to the kids at all but they all were like like trained social workers they're all really good at their jobs yeah <laughs> i'm here for you i'm <laughs> i'm listening there <laughs> and, and i'm learning <laughs> i'm learning and i'm just here for whatever you have to say or not say angela you don't have to speak and do you then, want, do you you want know, a popsicle, Angela? There's popsicles in the kitchen. Ask Artie yeah. for a popsicle. And then she goes, <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, I'm going to fucking assault you, which <laughs> I noted was 16 minutes into this movie. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> shit's starting hard. Yes. And then another gross thing that happens after that scene, because, you know, Richie comes in and finds them, and it's like, ah, and then the head guy, Mel, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the owner, the counselor, yeah, and, the, the owner, guy. and he comes in. So it was a double whammy of shittiness because Angela almost got assaulted, and then, and then Mel comes in, 
smoking a cigar? <laughs> Come on. So first you're going to traumatize this girl and then give her fucking secondhand smoke? <laughs> well, I was actually thinking that another mark of a creep honestly like an old guy with a cigar so if yeah, you got right. this fucking already the cook and then this guy comes in the cigar i was like oh god like <laughs> what kind of camp is this Ugh. right i do like the setup though and i do like all uh like we're getting into the the first kill and it's also kind of like loose because we don't know if this eventually leads to a kill because mm-hmm. but you know so he's the head pedophile chef <laughs> is fucking making corn that's, he's boiling that's corn. The, this is official title by the way head pedophile in a, but he's using and then not only is he a fucking pedophile but he is stupid <laughs> and doesn't know how to really cook because he's using a stock pot to boil this corn and it's at least a five foot tall stock pot like he has to get yes. on a stool i'm like how did where you did feel that buy that pot where did you buy it yeah how are you going to get it off and like <laughs> Like, are you just going to push it over once the water's cooled and hope enough corn doesn't hit the floor? I'm also pretty sure that usually when you have, like, stock pots that are, like, I don't know if they're ever that big, but, like, big ones for, like, large provisions, they're cooked on smaller, like, ranges so you can, like, they're not, you don't put them on an actual conventional stove. They have to yeah. step up on, like, a fucking step stool to stir, like, like you're asking to die. Exactly. And then this scene just keeps getting more ridiculous because he just is sitting there dumping salt into the water and like checking. And he's like, ooh, not boiling enough yet. And keeps salting the water. <laughs> like this guy, not only is he a bad human for what he tried to do, but he's also a bad cook and should never have been hired. He shouldn't be working at a summer camp kitchen for a myriad of reasons. Yes. Number two being that he can't cook. I'm glad it's number two and not number one. Yeah, I, I'm not a monster. <laughs> but yeah, a, like an unseen figure comes in and causes him to knock over the pot, which I will say that's horrific. Like that, the idea of like a gigantic pot of boiling water, like. And they, sh- like the effects on the face to show so him like good. fucking insta blistering and shit. Like none of these kills are really gruesome in the sense like you don't see them really happening ish Mm -hmm. you know and even when you do kind of see them it's very minute but then you see the after and you're like holy shit like they didn't pull punches on how they would look when they're discovered yeah i I love that scene i love how they had and i think i want to say i saw a documentary about the making of this movie i think they stayed at a camp while they actually made it it might have also been a documentary about Wet Hot American Summer. I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My camp content is getting mixed up. But yeah, they had like weird like air pocket things under his skin, like the prosthetic skin. So they were like pumping air in to make it blister. I don't know. I think it's like really gross and really cool. And I, I, I love that scene. <laughs> it's so icky. Yeah. But, you know, then they wheel him off and the cops just like. Like, what happened here? And, you know, like, legitimately, everyone's like, we don't know. He must have just fucking slipped. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, the easiest one to get away with. And. Well, of course, Mel Mel also pays off the other cooks to be like. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) like, now. (laughs) All right. Mr. Darth Vader Sr. (laughs) 
Do you want to be the head pedophile chef now? Because there's an opening. He's like, what if what if I'm just the head chef now? No, (laughs) no, no. It's you have to take over the duties in its entirety. But you know he does, and then they take the guy to the hospital, presumably. And again, they it's not positive if he lived or died, but we'll just say it's a kill because it makes it cooler. And also, fuck him. He's a fucking pedophile. I hope he died. Yeah, he died, man. (laughs) He died, man. He boiled to death. Great. Oh, I wrote Jean with the crop top and all these tight shirts and short shorts. <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, for a time and kind of what we were talking about prior, just because, I mean, you know, the, the state of the world, it, there's still rampant racism, rampant homophobia. It's not gone. But, you know, the 80s, like hitting, was the AIDS epidemic in the early 80s? I think it was starting. So, and you know, I I tie that to a lot of homophobia. So when I was watching this thinking, I found this interesting because these, I don't know. I thought like these guys dressed like really like backup dancers and stuff. And I'm like, I kind of thought for the time they're trying to like make a statement maybe like this is fine. And uh, that was just my dumb interpretation of no reason. And also that was just the look. That was just like, a look. There was a, that, no, yeah, there was a time <laughs> in our nation's history where, like, dudes, just, like, like totally straight guys, like, you went out summertime, you had a crop top on, you had those short shorts with your socks all the way up in your sneaks, and you were, like, you had your gold chain, you're out just, like, fucking, fucking around well, hot you, shit. Okay, like, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know camps, I don't know straight culture in the 80s, so well, we all well, have our... <laughs> I just love early 80s concept. I've seen plenty of TV shows and movies where like dudes are just like, yeah, I'm like fucking like cut off. It'd be like a like a football jersey. It'd be like a cut off football jersey. I thought I thought stuff like, showing, like that was you know? the fashion like, on like the West Coast. No, I think it's on the East Coast too. I think especially because like um, these guys are, you know, not to, to generalize, but I think it's also a very popular look with like northeast like italians kind of like you know mm. fit guys with their fucking like hey like check out this six pack <laughs> check out the hair like the little happy trail on my little belly like i think that was mm. the fucking look <laughs> well that guy I was a g in wrote, this movie okay he was a fucking g i wrote that gene looked really great with his crop top and his short shorts i also love the line when someone who what who'd they say it to one of the boys i think and someone's just like, eat shit and die. And he just turns around and goes, eat shit and live. I thought that was such a That comeback. is probably my favorite comeback in like film history. Like what <laughs> I forgot that I was said in this movie when I heard it. I died so laughing because I, I wait for someone to tell me to like eat shit and die just so I can say it. Like, right. <laughs> I don't say that. I also. I also love, I wrote, like, what is the structure of this camp? Because these kids are just <laughs> running around doing shit. It's like, hey, you want to you wanna go fucking play some, some softball? Then maybe we'll go for a swim. And it's like, do you not have structure? See, these... <laughs> what I've learned from Bug Juice is that the children did have activities that they were supposed to go to. Maybe it was arts and, and crafts. It, it was exactly nature walk. You signed up and you went to them with a camp counselor. You didn't just like... Hey, we're just gonna fuck around, or I'm just gonna hang out in the cabin because I want to. Like, you had to be yep. someplace, and we had to sit there and watch an entire baseball game <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn movie. I know that was dumb. And then you remember, 
because I can't remember what I watched to make me do this. Oh, because they were some like at the dance, and then they had a fucking summer camp social dance, which is delightful and stupid. And I love it's like yo popular summer camp kid why don't you go ask out angela and it's like i'm not gonna do that chicken and i'm like and that brought me back to the days when you were young enough that like don't call me a chicken you call me a chicken i'll do anything i will rob that bank if you call me a chicken oh yeah like that was (laughs) like like someone tell you if a double dog dare you was like fuck i have to do this shit like it's like I basically yeah. signed away my rights. Like I have to do this. You don't understand. There will be like intense repercussions if I do not. You know, I don't know. Tell so and so that he's cute. I have right. to do it. I also like to, like you know, like Richie gets in a fight at the dance, and then it's like the epitome of what young people fights look like to me all the time is they're just in a dog pile, but no yep. one's throwing punches. They're just rolling around. <laughs> and that's why I said pretty erotic, not much fighting. And yeah. then a lot of crop Angela, tops, a lot of rolling around on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but we, this is where Angela speaks for the first time, more or less. Right. Cause yeah. she's like the guys, uh, cause Peter's, Paul comes up and, and he's Paul. like, yeah. Good night. Good night, Angela. Good night. Oh. And he, those violins swelled. <laughs> I know. And see, and th- th- those are really huge and impactful because we've just been hearing like, like psycho Hitchcock-esque strings for the best part of like half an hour. So you're like, ooh, really lush string playing. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, romance. This must be a huge moment. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe this is actually a romantic film and not a horror film at all. Well, and then it gets even more romantic when all the boys are like, let's go skinny dipping. And then they're like, but there's like 30 of them. Yeah, there's like like five girls. It's like 30 dudes like, hey, let's go skinny dipping. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go run around with 30 year little penises. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. And then and and they're like, all right, well, suit yourself. Let's go, boys. And then, so there's actually really only male nudity in this film. All butts. And, well, and a penis. All butts. But, like, and a penis. I the, I feel like I saw Arguably so many, a very important penis. The most we important won't, penis. We won't go into it. <laughs> we'll, we'll describe it in detail later. But I feel like I, the number of just naked boy butts, like white boy butts, which I call ghost butts because they were all <laughs> <laughs> They were white and like, but they were had like terrible tan lines. So it was just like just like little ghost buds. Yeah. <laughs> oh night. God, <laughs> it's haunting, and haven't been able to unsee them since. Well, I say that because that scene when they go skinny dipping isn't the only time. There's that time when they're in the cabin and they get that boy to get his face in another boy's butt. I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's not a funny prank. He's like a pink eye. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I forgot the about nearest, that. The nearest clinic is like 50 miles away. We're in the middle and of And they had to walk. They had to walk. They couldn't just like ride. Right. So, it's... yeah, so many so many little ghost butts, but they decided to go skinny dipping without the girls. Last Except month. for that one boy, this mm-hmm. one like a stoner that convinced one girl to go on a canoe with him, which yes. is always a good idea in the middle of the night to go on a canoe. That sounds and terrifying. Then he, and then he flips it over to try and, because that would get her to want to make out, is to flip over a canoe and then meet on the underside <laughs> and make out. And 
private. <laughs> the only secluded place they could find in the fucking woods was turning a canoe over and then getting on the underside. And then we see from this point of view that someone is coming to murder him. Okay, love this about the movie. Because we have to keep it a mystery, and I'm putting air quotes around it because it's clearly Angela who's the killer. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Spoiler. Um, they all play the pronoun game where <laughs> the person shows it's up. It's you. It's you. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, never I do love that. <laughs> I, I really love more so when people make fun of it. It's like, there you are. Man, it'd be crazy if I were to say your name right now. It's basically every beginner improv scene where, like, <laughs> no one names anyone. So you're just like, yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> like, what is this relationship? Who the fuck are you? Who am I? I don't know. But yeah, I did gets... like. The... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. No, no, he gets fucking murdered. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking murdered. That yeah. ghost butt is just a ghost that... bod. I do like, great. though, that because uh, he was trying to, like, scare the girl in the canoe and be like, oh, yeah, there's water snakes. So I did like the touch when, like, the next morning they found him and flipped over the canoe and it was just his bloated fucking body. Another and a snake awesome, crawls like, prosth- out. prosthetic, like, oh, I loved it. The fucking snake. Yeah. Uh, that was a good shot. That was a really was good creepy. shot. You know what? Hey, bonus points for this movie. The kills in this movie are actually, like, they're pretty good. Like they're they're good. They're creative. I'll give them. It's kind of like they're they're really simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you don't have to. You know, very tactful. Very tactful murders. <laughs> very, don't, they don't. Very you know very conservative Reagan era murders. Yeah, you know you don't need to. You don't need. You don't need to like dismember a body to make a point. No. The trickle down fear is enough. No, I love I love good old fashioned traditional murder values. That's what mm-hmm. I like to see, you know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a dumb joke. Um, okay, no, when they I, find this kid's body, though, that like the cop comes back, and yeah, I love how much um, influence Mel has in this community because he's he's just like nothing to see here. Cop, he tells the police, which white privilege. Oh, yeah, no, this is another accident. There was nothing, nothing weird happened here. The kid fucking drowned. It's no big deal. It's a camp. Kids drown every year. Yeah, exactly. He was, and it was very much, it wasn't like the, like, overselling the, oh, this is bad, but I'm going to try and make you not look into it. But mm-hmm. so the audience gets it. It was mm-hmm. very much like, oh, well, nothing wrong could have happened here. He's definitely not murdered like the other guy probably was, and yeah. then and then the cop was even second guessing it, and he's just, and then he's just like freaking out. He's like, "Don't look into it." And he goes, "All right." <laughs> That's good. Also, that cop has the weirdest mustache. It looks so fake. So okay, another fun fact: mustache in that scene real. Later on, he has a fake mustache. I guess he shaved it because he thought like he was the actor thought he was done being the cop. Needed to come back for like, you know, oh, like that's later what it shots. was. Okay, so they put on that fucking fake mustache, and it looks like it looks like kind of like mustache you make when you're like a little kid in ki- the kindergarten. You take like little like 
bits of tape and you just like stick it on your okay. face. All right, then never mind. I just remembered the last time I saw him. So I remember writing that note down. Like what a fucking mustache. So I didn't realize. I just, I. No, but you're I still right though. He had a fucking of... fake mustache on at one point in this okay. movie. And it's, it's very noticeable. Um, yeah, but later on, um, I mean, he starts to suspect, or actually no, he doesn't suspect it yet. Sorry. Rewind. So he dies, whatever. Sorry, R.I.P. Kenny. Um, uh, Paul and Angela kind of start their little like romance. He wants to like, you know, hang out with her at like the little hold her hand. Maybe hold her hand, you know, maybe hold some other things. We'll see. Um, and ghost butt. Oh, my ghost butt. Real <laughs> quick. <laughs> My phantom ass. Um, so <laughs> phantom ass. You know, when you want some, but you ain't getting any. Phantom ass. Phantom ass. <laughs> but um, this is a great scene. Um, they're the, the boys who lost the baseball game start throwing water balloons at Angela. And Ricky shows up to, like, protect his, you know, his, his cousin or whatever. Yeah. And apparently, one of the reasons why the actor who played Ricky got this role is because he was really good at screaming and cussing. Like, they just had the kid <laughs> just to cuss, and he just sold it really well. But I thought this scene is hilarious because there's something about, I don't know what it is, when, like, white people cuss, it's real funny to me. Like, I don't... <laughs> I can never take it serious because it's like it's just always like, oh my fuck you fucking cocksucker! It's like always oh, just <laughs> the funniest shit. So, I'm just laughing because it's like kid is just like going full on, but he's just like oh you fucking pussy, fuck you! <laughs> it's wonderful. It's delightful. It's like watching a two year old cuss. It's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let you revel in this. Like when I watched uh, Scarface, I wasn't intimidated. I just was laughing at all of the cussing, <laughs> a bunch of white people, you know, being angry. But it's like, oh, you're you're not scary. <laughs> I I did um, I did put down after this scene, like when the counselor, I was like, the counselors and staff just let this fucking camp civil war go on. <laughs> between like Richie and Angela versus the camp (laughs) and they're just like nah nah they're fine I mean these kids gotta learn to fucking hold their shit together (laughs) no this camp is like lawless basically it is dude and I like that this goes on to a very impressive I think this is one of the more impressive kills because when one of the like asshole camp boys is taking a shit uh, you see a knife and you're like, oh, he's what's going to happen? And then they just cut the screen and then throw a beehive in there. So first and then this person gets stung to death. So first of all, is this person allergic, allergic? or did they just get stung so many times by this crazy strand of upper New York State bees that it they died? And then how did the killer, who's definitely not Angela, get this fucking beehive? <laughs> And not get stung. And I was thinking the same exact thing because I was like, I don't know much about bees. All right. But they're, they're as crazy as camp. I mean, if you don't go, you don't, if you've never been to a hive, you don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't fucking, I've, I've never seen a bee in my life. But like, <laughs> do people die? I know people die from bee stings if they're allergic. I know that bees carry like a certain amount of venom in their bee sting, which like causes irritation, pain, you know, we get when you get stung. But, like, can you die? For, like, how many bees do you get stung by to die from them if you're not allergic? I or no can idea. you? I was, once, I was once stung by 13 bees. 
What? That sucked. Why? But, uh, was it at camp? Um, Did someone throw a beehive at your head? <laughs> so I was at a friend's house when I was around the same age as Angelo and Ricky, Richie. And uh, a friend of mine had a ton of, he lived near some woods and he had a ton of, uh, he had a ton of tree houses and some of them were like actual tree houses and some of them were just like two by fours in like 20 feet up in a tree that you could just sit on. <laughs> and oh his dad's God. like, you got to go, you got to go take like these ones out. And then, so we had a ladder and we sh- like threw it, but we didn't notice that we threw it into a fucking nest of mud wasps. I don't know what so, that is, but it sounds scary. So you like a wasp, right? But instead of a hive in a tree, it's in the ground. Oh so, shit! They do that. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Wait, no, wasp in the ground. I, can, I, I, I also, I also keep forgetting you're you're from the city. Like you've only lived in cities, right? Pretty much, like cities and suburbs. I'm serious. Like, like what, what the fuck? Like, wait, no, wasps are in the air and in the ground. Yeah, bees and shit. Fuck you can make hives here. and you can make. You need to. You need to learn. <laughs> what? We're going to go camping. You want to go camping this summer? We're going camping. Not far away. Where? No, we're going to find some ground bees and we're going to stay far away from the corona. So if you die, the it's fuck? from a bee. Wait, that's. No, but you're not kidding. They're like. They're, no, I'm not kidding. You're in the ground. Kidding. This is going to be. A, this is going to have to be a whole nother episode. <laughs> it's Just... teaching me about nature. I'm like. <laughs> you mean cockroaches can fly like <laughs> you didn't know that they can i learned i i seriously only learned that like five years ago that oh that's funny i was fly. just i was just what fucking fuck? with you i did not know that so no, when, we're some, bo- some cock not all some we're both some, we're both learning things yeah some I almost I, strains of cockroach and i was like that's a different kind of roach different certain <laughs> species of cockroaches can can fly i digress I don't know how many bee stings it takes for an average bee to kill a non-allergic person. That being said, this person was like fucked up. It's like wasn't their face looked it was beyond just swollen, you know. It was like picked. Yeah. It was like like he looked like the guy who got the water <laughs> the boiling water on. Him. Right? Like it was yeah, like these... I was like what kind of fucking are these the, are those the murder hornets? Yeah, it was uh it was <laughs> it was Robert Hiltzik trying to trying to warn us. The murder hornets have been here all along. They've they've been around. They've been you around. just finally they've just finally woken. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, man. Fucking bee death. Damn. Yeah, no, but he fucking dies. At this point, that's when Mel starts to realize, like, no, someone's like killing these kids. <laughs> yeah. But like it, he's not is, alarmed enough to close the camp. He's just uh, alarmed enough just to, has be to be like, quiet. we just have to, to work quiet. harder to keep it quiet. I do also love that after this is when Paul and Angela go on their little midnight tryst on the beach, and he mm-hmm. tries to get in a little second base action. No, and uh, and then it brings up trying like trying to get those ghost boobies, ghost boobies <laughs> <laughs> from the makers of Phantom Ass. Uh, <laughs> But you know, and it brings up like that <laughs> that weird Boobies, scene. Get it? Boo. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh. Listen, the world's on fire. I need to find joy somehow. Okay, this is all, this is all I have left. Dude, Continue. simple joys. To quote, uh, to quote Pippin, simple joys. Yep. I I don't know the rest of the lyrics to go any further. I don't know either. Mm-mm. But uh, 
But like you know the scene I'm talking about, right? Where yeah, yeah, they're... when they're on the beach or like on the shore or whatever. Yeah, but then they have that scene where it's like the memories of uh their like dad with another dad with a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like them it's like her well like her and her cousin well like her brother even mm-hmm. though whatever and so then it's them seeing their dad like in bed with another man and then it's a scene with them in bed and then do you remember and yes. it's like and do you guys... one the boy is pointing at the girl and the camera is going around and around and i was like are they doing stuff together? Is that the implication that they had? Like, That's what I was thinking. Was it incestuous? Is it like, you know, or like, or it's, they saw it, so they're like, "Oh, this is something you do." Or they played and, it out, which like, I don't know. Or, it, but so it's just anyway, it's traumatic. <laughs> it's traumatic for both Angela and everyone watching the movie because <laughs> it's very confusing, <laughs> so confusing. And then you know, Paul gets upset and then it's fucking flag football or something or and we have to and we have to sit there and listen to them explain the rules to capture the flag like there's a whole bit of like these two fucking yokel camp counselors explaining capture the flag while the other person's like doing like funny shit behind it was just weird like i was like why do we have to hear all of this like that's the only one of the problems with this movie is i feel like they spent a lot of time like stopping to just do weird stuff like watching a baseball game or let's hear this entire the explanation of this game that I do well, know how to play, by the way. I, I, I think was it gym. was it was funded because at this time in the U.S., you know, there wasn't it's like there were a lot of nerds in gym class that didn't know the rules. So then it was uh, it was the MS, the MFS, the Mothers for Sports that just funded these campaigns to get sports rules inserted into movies. I don't know if you're kidding or not. I'm kidding. Okay. I thought this was like a murder hornet mud flap wasp thing. And I. That was legitimate. (laughs) So now. Is is this also something I don't know about? (laughs) I'm glad that I'm convincing though. Or that I've just abolished all forms of trust. I mean, I don't trust anything these days. So anything anyone tells me right now, I'm just like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Well, you know who not to believe? Paul, because he was trying to get with Angela, and then when he wasn't going to go to ghost second base, he fucking got with Judy, right? With Judy. And we haven't even talked about Judy, and Judy was hamming it up. Judy was giving me old, like, Hollywood villain. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Something about the way she acted was very, and unfortunately, this is not a visual media, but like, I don't know. She's giving me like a weird like Joan Crawford, but like Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford later on in Mommy Dear, so it had not happened yet, but she knew it. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, she was very twisting her mustache train track villain. <laughs> like with a side ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, was actually really she... kind of scary. Like she was a terrible, terrible teenage girl scariest part of the movie was judy right i also love though like at this point though um we start mel the camp owner starts being like it's fucking richie because he looks (laughs) it's like the people that are dying are the ones that are mean to angela he's like i saw the hate in his eyes (laughs) yeah it's like look at him caring about what people do to his relatives what an (laughs) asshole he could only have malice on his mind (laughs) 
Yeah, so he's just like hell bent on it's like Ricky, obviously, like at this point. And um, we okay, so we already talked about Angela seeing Paul and Judy kiss, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. So they're at they're at the beach later on, and Judy starts like taunt Angela, and like Paul just to talk to her, but like you know they're just being assholes. And eventually, uh, Meg and Judy are like, "Oh, we're gonna throw this bitch into the water." And she's freaking out yeah. because she has has experienced considerable trauma relating to lakes. And they throw her in, and you know the other camp camp counselor comes and like yells at her or whatever. And then like some kids start flinging sand at them. And I mention this because. I think when I first saw this movie, later on, we know that she kills these kids, like, when they're, when they're camping out. And I didn't understand why she killed them, because it's like, wait, they're just some, like, kid. Like, what did they Okay, do? yeah, I missed yeah. that, too. Yeah, it's easy to miss. It's like a blink and you miss it, because they, sh- they're they the kids that threw sand at her. And I'm like, you know, I was on your side, Angela, until <laughs> until you killed these kids for just throwing some sand at you. Like, girl, come on. Dude, it was traumatic. She was thrown in the water and then the sand stuck to her wet body. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Maybe not murder a bunch of children pissed, but I'd, I'd give them a stern talking to while holding a knife. <laughs> Just like scare them a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> or like gently throw the knife into a nest of murder ground wasps. Um, yes. Yeah, but- and after that point, Ricky like you know comforts angela and he like it's like i'm gonna get we're gonna get them like he's like i'll get them back kind of like bullshit and it's supposed to i think they kept trying to give us that kind of like red herring like oh is it is it ricky and i'm like no ricky's just a fucking 12 year old boy who's just had enough he's a fed up 12 year old basically right but then like heading up because it's the dance and then it's the social right I know it's Meg. Meg is going to go mm-hmm. um, hang out with Mel, which, you know, creepy. Which also, and... like, did we even get any build up to this? Like, why? No, it just was kind of like, oh, I'm sleeping with the owner. Yeah, I'm going to go fuck Mel. And I was like, Yeah, why? you're like, gross, man. But then so. And then like, so Meg, she. Meg, do better. Like, ask more for yourself. Right. And then it nice setup where all the girls are in the shower. So she goes to the abandoned cabin next door. And right, because they've consolidated the campers at this point. We forgot to mention because, like, they said, like, oh, there's only 25 campers left at the camp. Yeah, because I guess I did. Parent, I guess my parents showed up and took their kids home. Well, was yeah. my takeaway? Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, all of them are sequestered and safe, but not really. And then, so Judy's showering, and then she's like whistling or some shit. Meg, like Meg's showering. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg, and it was you know, a la like almost psycho esque. That was cute. That was. But cute. then like s- like so the killer who we don't know who it is. Except she's also up- humming the dumbest song ever. Right. Yeah. It's not clever. It's no. out of tune. It's pitchy. She <laughs> definitely was not gonna make it in Broadway. So it's a good thing she, she was. She definitely deserved this stabbing. <laughs> yeah, and she was fucking like this was like the most gruesome, like actual kill that you see happening and so wasn't that bad and just like stabbing her through like the fucking wall but also bitch move forward like someone stabbed you in the back yeah you just stay still like no she stayed well she she didn't want to she wasn't ready to rinse out her shampoo (laughs) she couldn't lean forward into the water she had to just 
<laughs> she was doubling down. I have to down. keep this conditioner in for five minutes, okay? I can't. <laughs> I can't risk it. Right? And then this is when, is this when the owner is like, it's fucking Richie and I'm going to kill him and finds him? Well, yeah, because there's a lot of, like, running around happening because that happens. But then, like, the, the other guy takes the other kids to, like, um, to go camp, to go camp in the woods with no tent. I heard they use tents when they camp. Why are they out in the open? But okay, we'll talk about it later. But, like, they're, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So, like, so they're all so damn cold because, like, that's happening. And then there's also, like, the socials happening. So there's a lot of, like, make moving parts and uh, Mel like discovers Meg's body after he's seen Judy who was making out with a boy. And while that happens, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, I'm going to go find this Ricky. I have to kill him. I have to avenge my lover's death. But then that's when Judy ends up getting killed because by a curling iron, she, which you only see from the shadow. So did she, he like, she sexually assaulted her with a hot curling iron. Which I mean, that's what had to happen, right? It's fucked up. Like what the fuck? I, yeah, I did not, I expected when she, you know, punched her and took the curling iron. I thought it was going to be kind of like a, I'm going to beat you with the curling iron. I don't know. I right? did not expect that at my first viewing, but that's what happened. Yeah. Oh. And then the owner finds Ricky and beats the fucking shit out of him. Also, <laughs> at this point, the the counselors are more or less running around looking for people because they're catching yeah. on. Because they found Meg's body at that right. point, too. So they're just like, oh, shit. Like, we need to find what's going on. Yeah. So that being said, Mel is beating the shit out of Richie at the top of his lungs. And nobody hears him, no. which is fucking ridiculous. And he's got that old man strength, too. He's got, like, two fists. And he's just like, <laughs> right? he's beating him like an angry chimp. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I love to. So then he finishes and he's just like, I got to get out of here. Honestly, I think he was the worst actor of the movie. He really like he's not, he was not good. It was fucking ridiculous. Like, so like I murdered this child, didn't try to hide it and was like, I need to leave. Did it in like the middle of like a field too? Cause it's like in the middle of like the, yeah. like the, what's it called? The shooting arrows thing. Archery. Uh, the archery, the archery film. <laughs> that was also a good kill though. Cause it was like, the shot when like the killer shoot like it's like what are you doing here then arrow through the neck but it's just like gentle it's not like they add foley of like the thwip of the the bowstring you just all of a sudden it's just like there's an arrow in that guy's neck and they're dead (laughs) he goes you and then he dies (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like arrow through the neck what a shot both cinematically and archery wise like that's impressive (laughs) It's she hadn't been to camp before how did she have that skill i know i've 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 done archery before it's not easy it's same i tried <laughs> to get an archery mirror badge yeah are you do you have a double jointed elbow when i would do it i got the biggest bruise like that big on my elbow because... how do i know if i have one no i don't think I so do. so you could have like where you're doing your air when you're shooting your elbow is pointed out how it needs to be like this. No one can see this. I'm purely doing this for Sneak. But then so it won't like hit this under part. But if you're uh. twisted that way. Yeah. So if anyone also wants to listen to our archery podcast, it's called Blacks with Bows. Ooh. Mm. That's the sound of the revolution. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and Sonique will just be making sound effects. <laughs> but you, you're, you need to be a Foley artist. Sorry? A Foley artist? Foley. Um, the added sounds to to a movie or a show. So you know when people yeah, are like, of course. Run- I okay. know. Everyone, oh my god, everyone tells me that. <laughs> god. Oh my god, this episode is just me not knowing things. That's all right. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. My turn. My turn's on the way. But you yeah. know, speaking of not knowing things, I was like, it's good to know that it only takes five deaths to get the police actually involved in camp murders because now the cops there mm-hmm. and actively running around with a shitty, not real mustache. But also not even running around because he sees Mel- Meg's body once and is like shell shocked. He's just like done. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he oh, God. Out. Uh, the other counselor finds the poor kids, which. Angela's fast as fuck because she's running around this camp just like she's hauling ass like Again, slam bitches left and right like mm, curling iron boom Usain, knife, Ols- boom. Usain, <laughs> Usain Bolt like speed what it's yeah. her uh, and the girl from fucking ass above so below it's just when they want to do something they can sprint oh hell yeah yeah hell half and the fury like an Angela scorned but this is getting to like it's such a bummer that it is straight up the end of the movie because it is such a clever reveal. And I think it kind of goes back to, you know, they're setting up where you're like, okay, Angela's the killer. We mm-hmm. cl- like They're not even really ca- like caring to hide it because I feel, especially at the time when this was a brand new movie, this was fucking crazy. Oh, and yeah. So- <clears throat> that did not happen before. I do like also the setup to this was that... Angela was like, Paul, let's go swimming. And then, like, they start going to skinny dip. And then. Yeah, and Paul's excited because he's like, I'm about to see some ghost body parts. Cannot wait. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I won't be able to touch it because of the the (laughs) corporeal effect, but. Yeah. (laughs) But so. And she's just sitting, humming humming Meg's stupid ass melody, stroking (laughs) Paul's head. And you're like, oh, he's just like naked laying in her lap. And then it goes. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're just like cuddling. And then it goes to the fucking scene of creepy ass aunt, the memory, being like, you're safe and your family's dead, but I'm going to make you Angela, right, Paul? And then (laughs) I love the reveal of like just standing up and then. Just sitting. Now, this is both a great, this is a great twist, but it is done so shittily because it's just like, is it, it's a male actor, but did they just give him like a mask? They found found some college kid, apparently was 19 years old, got him drunk. (laughs) He consented to this. I'm not saying he didn't consent, but he was like, I think he's regretted it since though, but he like, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, pay, pay me beers, gave him some beers and it's put like. They made like a, uh, the actress's name is Melissa Rose. They made like a mask out of her, okay. like, you know, you know, mold from her and just put it on his head so that he's just like standing there just like fucking dick out. But it's, it's, it, so that happens and that's a great review, but it's also just Angela or, you know, Peter just going, <laughs> <laughs> trying not to like, trying not to clip my mic, but for like three fucking minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you're like angela peter you were you have been caught murdering you you can't stand here and pant you need to run (laughs) but also while that's happening like while he's standing while like angela's standing there just like fucking horse breath like 
whatever. No, Paul's dead, though. But yeah, Paul's headless. Yeah, he's headless, he's too. But, like, Angela's standing there and just, like, doing that creepy, like, voice, the, the raspy voice. And Ronnie goes, how can it be? My God, she's a boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, thank God. Women are not capable of murder. And then he's like, oh, this explained everything. He's a boy. <laughs> but the thing is, it's so stupid. It's like, the twist isn't, oh, shit, the murderer. Or, oh, shit, Paul's dead. It's, oh, shit, she's a heek. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it. <laughs> It's like what? And you know what? To be fair, I, I'm sorry. This twist is like one of my favorites because it is so so absurd and funny to me. I made my boyfriend watch this just for that ending, like just for like what I consider the punchline essentially to this movie. It's just like this oh, I made bad shit. I made I made Alana watch it because. I was like, she hates horror movies and will never watch any of these with me. But I'm like, you have to watch this last scene because it's fucking ridiculous. And the bummer part is, too, is it just ends on raspy, wheezing Angela. And then that's the end. And then it like does a weird like green like filter screen and then rolls uh-huh. the credits over that shot of her just like mouth agape, <laughs> mouth breathing. But you're just like, that's it. Like... <laughs> I, I I admitted I've never seen nor read up on any of the following movies, but I feel like they need this. If the second one wasn't the immediately after that, like, well, fuck, we need to catch this guy. And figure so shit out. the follow ups to it, I've seen. Which ones have I seen? I'm looking at it right now. I've seen Sleepaway Two, Sleepaway Camp Two, Unhappy Campers, and Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland. I haven't seen the rest. There's like a fourth one. They all take on more of like a comedic like uh edge so it's not like i think sleepaway the first one is a little bit more like they're making like a ser- like a slasher film like a serious you know one but then after that it's just kind of campy and angela just keeps coming back as camp counselors and just killing kids so she's not like she's not the same she's the same character but she doesn't act the same way like she's just you know uh otherwise on the outside like a happy-go-lucky like counselor but like she really hates when kids act bad because then she'll kill them but no there's no like pick- it's not a pickup from that one moment it's literally just like we jump ahead in the future and now she's a camp counselor at another camp but it's that same character but it's the same character it's still angela and it's just kind of like a silly they're just silly honestly and no one's like figured it out no one's like well, there's, there's, I think in the second one, they're like, it start, ooh, it starts off with them like at like a camp and they're doing like a campfire story. And I think someone's telling the story of Angela of like, oh, and then like she disappeared and like no one knows what happened to her. And it's like, and then, and she just awkwardly is like, well, actually this is what happened. I've and heard. no, she, and she's just like, ha crazy. And she just, <laughs> you know. Just carrying her way through the rest of the summer, just murdering people. <laughs> uh, just some casual carrying. Uh, other fun fact about Sleepaway Camp. I love that. It's not only a fun fact. You see it in the movie. I love that the director dedicated this to his mother. <laughs> As one should. I think yeah. this was a weird love letter to his mother, and I hope they worked out whatever they needed to. I yeah same my same suspicion was like I feel 
like you guys didn't have a healthy relationship, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, is like, there something you're trying to tell her? What's going on? Like, like it'd be it'd be weird. You know, it's like when you're writing your fucking you're an incel writing your manifesto, and you're like, this one goes out to my aunt. I love you, <laughs> and you're just like, whoo, you've. There's a lot to unpack there, which uh not a nice. psychologist, but I'll give it my best. Yeah. But that I uh, mean that's that's the movie. Like that it ends just, you know, it, as dick out as things sometimes are. It ends dick out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking to to be on par with everything we do and i was thinking like well if this were more of a black movie and the first thing i thought of after talking with you midway through this was well when all the boys go skinny dipping and trying to get the girls there'd be no there'd be no ghost ass no phantom ass oh no there'd be no ghost butts no ghost butts (laughs) no if this was if, if this was a black movie it'd be like you're <laughs> me like your life it's like yo you want to go to this summer camp nah i'm, I'm gonna stay here i don't I, camp i don't want to camp well the thing is i wanted to go to summer camp though i didn't go i wanted to desperately my mom wouldn't let me go mm, because of the mud wasps <laughs> she's african they don't get it it's like why would i like i risk so much having to come to this country so you could have a house and have a nice existence and you want to go fucking sleep outside like it's an insult so i never went camping i never did summer camp i wanted to if i ever have kids i'm gonna send them every fucking summer well, i told you <laughs> that was like my dad and they better like it my dad would be like i was saying something about camping and fishing and the shit we used to do he's like oh yeah i hated all that shit <laughs> did i did it because i thought you liked it and i'm like well you were my role model and you were doing it so i thought you liked it <laughs> But he like, just thought the other person just enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, and like his was, it was definitely more his fault being an adult and me being a child. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, dad, you could have just made made me, like, just said no. Or just sent me off to camp and been like, all right, go camp. I'm yeah, make someone, else, make someone else go fishing with you. Which, to his credit, he did. <laughs> so. uh, very true. Very true. Um, If this movie were black... I think, well, let's see, the kids go to summer camp and shit, right? Okay, so, so they're at summer camp. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't know if Angela would, like, be as ostracized or bullied. I think she just would be like, oh, yeah, that bitch is on top. Like, just ignore yeah, her. Like, yeah, no one cares. Like, why? Like, <laughs> the, it's like all of the like preceding things happened. It's like family murdered, aunt fucking <laughs> turned you, like makes you live a life as a different gender. That still happens, but it'd just be like, okay, she's not talking. See, peace, whatever. <laughs> I don't think there would be that like much of a like. I don't know. I don't know. I remember being a black teenager and being a, I was never a camp counselor, but I remember being a black teenager and being like apathetic as all hell. I can't imagine it would have changed if I had gone to camp to be a counselor. I doubt I would be that obsessed whether or not this fucking little girl wants to play volleyball or not. I don't care. Like, let her ass sit there. I don't care. Like, the way Megan's right. like pissed off about it. Like, why can't she go swimming? I'm like, I don't know. Like, she likes to swim. Like, damn, let her sit down. Right. Like, <laughs> It's, if anything, been... if anything, Meg and Judy would be ostracized in this movie because it's like y'all are doing too much. Like you're way too hype. Like 
It's summertime. You're trying to. Like, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to sit here, chill, not be by my mom. You know, I don't care. Exactly. It, yeah. It, the only the difference would have been there have been no murders. <laughs> yeah, it would just been like, yeah, like we out here like we have fun at camp. Like, <laughs> Angela, you want to eat anything? Nah, you good? Cool. <laughs> You sure? I mean, please, please, you want to eat like just one thing? You got to eat one thing every you three sure? days. The food's good. We got macaroni and cheese. Like, it's good. You don't want it? All right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And oh, and the camp food would be much better. She would have actually the, eaten because she's like, oh, yeah. it's actually pretty good. Yeah. The head chef isn't just boiling water for half a day. <laughs> I'm shocked they had food at all. I, I think the biggest, the biggest fucking like plot hole in this whole movie was the use of that gargantuan stockpot <laughs> and i will that's the hill i will die on that it, is the wasp it's a, i think it's I a perfect example of just like a a prop choice just to serve the the gimmick you're going for so it's like in order to justify us doing this water boiling scene we have to have a comically large pot to make it work and it's totally unrealistic, but the payoff is pretty good because you watch this pedophile's face boil. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow any size stock pot if I get to see a pedophile's face boil off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a movie. What a fucking movie. It was fun, though. I, I, again, I was very happy that we decided to do this one. I don't know if I could have handled like a more like serious horror movie i needed something a little bit just just this is also uh this is also sneak patting yourself on the back because she picked it (laughs) so i did i did pick it that's good it's you knew you you knew what you needed even before you knew what that you needed it listen i live in america i always have to be on my toes i always know something's gonna happen so you kind of have to always have some you know, in your back pocket. Just in case. I'm always ready. Yeah. I have, it's like, I know what contacts I can call if I'm ever arrested. I know what horror movies I can watch if ever I need a pick me up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> These are the things that just are ready to go on a moment's yeah. notice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have like suggested like, let's watch Candyman right now. No, I don't need to, no, I don't want to see Candyman right now. That's, that's a little bit too close to home. Don't need to see that right now. Don't want to see Get Out. Also too close to home right now. Sleepaway camp? Yeah, sleepaway camp. I'm nowhere near a camp. I can handle this one emotionally. Yeah, this is fine. You know, fuck that. I never, never, I never been to camp. I don't care. Until, until like, uh, until friends are like, hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to this camp for adults. You want to come? I'll be like, nah, no, no. I would go if only I can jump off of a school bus and immediately scream and run off the bus. Do a cartwheel. Sonique's just like, this is what we do, right? And you're like, yeah, like 15 years ago. I was like, wahoo! Like, Get your shit together. <laughs> that being said, if it, if the bus had complimentary drinks on the way to the camp, then I might be more apt to start screaming and stumbling to my cabin. Screaming, immediately like play a game of leapfrog all the way to the cabin. <laughs> I feel like I feel like adults at a, a camp for adults where you're heavily intoxicated all the time would be as stupid and dangerous as a camp for kids like there'd be dumb practical jokes to like guys just trying to do dumb tricks to like get you to shove their face in your ass ghost butts 
ghost butts. Except yeah, now they're lot. adult. They now they're adult ghost butts, so they're bigger. Yeah, they're yeah they're bigger. Maybe a little, little more flow, little more flabbing, little hairy, um, little hairy, lot yeah. hairy. Who knows? But knows? maybe yeah, the ghost butts would be less because there'd be more hair. Oh, that's true. Um, these are the things that keep me awake at night. Andrew's mom, I... weigh in. Let us know. What, you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yay or nay? Ghost butts? <laughs> yeah, please. That'll heavily influence what the next couple episodes will be. <laughs> huh. Oh, yeah. But um, that was the episode. Oh, I'm going to say at the top of the episode, uh, Troy McKeady, the host of the Dunzo podcast, shouted us out last week. So shout out to you, Troy. Thank you so much. Also listen to his Thank podcast because it's pretty funny. I've been listening to, Andrew, you may not, know, may not know this, but it's a show about celebrity couples, friendships, you know, just a deep dive into like celebrity shit and just started listening to the Bobby and Whitney episode. Highly recommend it. Very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, what I do you want to play? I'm going to do. Um. Y'all, I don't want to brag, but I think I'm getting really clever at Twitter. So, so please. <laughs> so feel free to follow me at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. Feel free to check out my Instagram, Andrew John Baldwin, all one thing. And then mm-hmm. I will forever plug our diversity hire comedy group. I mean, now more than ever, you need to... Uh, need to help support black artists and creatives in all of their endeavors absolutely and that's diversity hire comedy on instagram what about you sonique yeah i'm also on twitter um i am say underscore anything that's s-e-y underscore the word anything i'm also (laughs) on instagram as say smythe that's s-e-y underscore (laughs) s-m-y-t-h-e i think it's pretty much it (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing so much right now. <laughs> I, like I've I've been doing a lot of just like stuff that I haven't really put anywhere. It's just stuff I have. That's true. You have you wrote a really nice thing on Medium again. I read that today, and that was nice. Thank you. Uh, was it a form letter from your one black friend? Look for it on Medium if you'd like to read me talking about tokenism and absolving white guilt it obviously made me feel so much better (laughs) i hope that's all i can hope for as people read it and were like you know what sadiq you're right i'm not racist i was like that was the point (laughs) i've I've (laughs) recommended it to several white friends and it's gone over famously (laughs) wait are you serious are you serious no i meant like in general (laughs) i'm not trying to try to destroy your relationships yeah they're like what the hell are you trying to tell me andrew what you trying to say (laughs) I'm like, just just read this. Fucking ghost butt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking ghost butt. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in uh, once more in the future when we continue to make content. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to you later, ghost butt. Phantom ass. <laughs> <laughs>